This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. Next up here, we're going to talk about some of our prospects to watch. But there's only one way that you can watch them, which is usually through your Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, Masson. <laughs> or you can, of course, listen to them uh, on 106.7 The Fan, uh, locally in D.C. or uh, various other ways through Nats.com. But uh, they released a broadcast schedule the other day, and it was surprising to most of us because it's been a common complaint over the last couple of years that it's hard to watch spring training games because Masson wasn't broadcasting them like other networks do for their for their spring training uh, teams. It looks like Masson's broadcasting quite a few games this year, more than usual, I would say. And those that aren't broadcasting on Masson are going to be available to listen to on the radio, which is awesome, which is great. And I think it's cool that we're going to finally have an opportunity to be able to see see the team consistently in spring training, because not everybody gets an opportunity to go down to Florida. It'd be nice, I'm sure, especially that time of year. Uh, but not everybody gets that opportunity. So be able to watch the team on spring training, especially in a, a crucial time like this, where all these prospects are going to be in spring training and be with the big league club. It's an exciting time to be able to see the team pretty regularly. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it at points last year where it might have been more exciting to watch Harrisburg or <laughs> one of the other teams than the actual big league club. And to be honest with you, depending upon when some of these guys get called up, this might be the most exciting month of baseball for Nationals fans this year because you get to see the guys. And who knows? I'm sure some of these guys will be at Nationals Park. So not to say that it, we won't get to see these guys this year, but being able to see these guys and knowing you're going to see these guys, I think is pretty exciting for a lot of fans. And this is what people have been looking forward to now for at least last year and probably the year before that, looking forward to these things. And now is your real opportunity. You got a lot of the guys at spring training, so it's exciting to see what they're going to look like. And, you know, I don't think it'll happen, but it'd be awesome if one of these guys could just tear the cover off the ball and say, you know what? Put me on the big league roster. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen, but man, that would be awesome. That would be absolutely incredible. And you can't forget the the Nats are doing something really cool this year where they're actually capping off spring training with what used to be their exhibition game. Typically, they do an exhibition game at Nats, Nats Park, uh, typically against some ALEs team. It's been the Yankees the last couple of years. I know we did the Red Sox a few years ago, but this year it's actually going to be the Nationals uh, roster versus the Nats future prospects team, which I think is going to be really, really freaking cool. And I'm definitely going to have to make sure I'm in Nats Park for that. I think that's a 
great opportunity to be able to see these guys, especially because a lot of these guys are going to be on AAA Rochester or they're going to be on AA Harrisburg. And those are teams that you don't get to see very often. There's no, there's not any AAA affiliates here in the DC area where we are. Um, there are, there's the AA Bowie, uh, Bowie Bay Sox. So you we do have opportunities to see Harrisburg when they come into town, but for people who don't get to regularly see these teams, uh, I think it's really cool to be able to see some of these future prospects right in Nationals Park before these guys make their debuts. Yeah, it's going to come up at March 26th. That's the Nationals Futures game. So I'm excited about this because I think the organization realizes that a lot of the excitement about this team has nothing to do with the current iteration. And it's nothing against the guys that are on the team. We're excited about CJ. We're excited about Gore. We're excited about some of these guys. But the reality is people know Dylan Cruz because he was drafted number two overall. People are excited about that. People have heard about this giant that can run all over the place and looks like a basketball player that can hit ridiculous tanks in James Wood. They're excited about that. They're hearing about this guy that at the Futures game was hitting tanks and was the most impressive BP out of everybody that was there in Brady House, and they're excited about that. So I think it's good that the organization realized a lot of the excitement about this team has to do with three players that aren't donning the curly W yet. So get those guys to Nats Park. It's good for the fans, but I think it's also good for these guys. Get accustomed to Nats Park. James Wood played for just a, a couple of innings, I believe, in the exhibition game last year against the Yankees. Get these guys there. Get them accustomed to being in D.C. and give them that vision. Get them, you know, put a little bit of a, a spark into that dream of being at Nationals Park and being a big leaguer. So I'm really excited about that, and that might be the thing that I'm most looking forward to in these next couple of weeks. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. So with that, position players don't, like we mentioned earlier, position players don't report until February 20th. But there's been a handful of prospects who have been included in the spring training roster as non-roster invitees. A lot of those prospects include some of your top guys, and such as James Wood, Dylan Cruz, Robert Hassel, Trey Lipscomb, Brady House, a guy like Darren Baker, who uh, I believe he was on the roster, the non-invitee roster last year as well. Let, let's let's get into breaking down some of these guys and some of the prospects to watch this spring training as you'll be watching on TV. Yeah, so for me, James Wood and Dylan Cruz kind of highlight that list. Dylan Cruz, I don't know that there's anything specific that I'm looking for in spring training. I think this is a guy that had a crazy long year last year, you know, going from the College World Series, then joining the Nationals, and it seemed like it took a while until they got him accustomed to the organization and got him out there, and he struggled a little bit. But I just want to see the guy out there and just playing baseball. I, I think that this is a guy that once he kind of everything slows down for him just a hair, he's going to be right back to the guy that you knew at LSU. I'm interested in James Wood. I'm really interested to see what he looks like. Did he work on some things in the offseason where he can cut down some of that strikeout rates? Can he fix some of those things? We've talked about it plenty here on the pods. You know, he's huge. He's six foot seven. He looks like a basketball player. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch him, hopefully you get a chance this year at Nats Park. If you don't, make sure you go out to Bowie and see him when he's there with Harrisburg or whatever the case may be. You got to see this guy. He's fantastic to watch in person. We got to see him hit a crazy home run. He's awesome to watch, but he's huge. 
So he's always going to naturally have some holes in his swing. I'd like to see him be a little more aggressive at the plate, kind of seeking out pitches to hit as opposed to just waiting and waiting and waiting. I think if he's a little more aggressive, it could fix some of the strikeout issues. I've talked about Brady House plenty on this podcast, and I think that he is going to be a superstar. If I had to pick anyone out of the Nationals prospects that I'm highest on, it'd be Brady House. So I'm excited to see what he can do. He's still young. His big thing is health. I want to be. I want to see if he can bring out some of the power. That's kind of been the one thing that's been lacking for him. No one doubts the power, but we haven't necessarily seen it yet. So that'd be something to watch. I think the other guys might be the most interesting, though. Honestly, Robert Hassel III. This is a guy that was the safest prospect, so to speak, in the Padres trade for Juan Soto, and he's kind of fallen off. Struggled with strikeouts last year. Can he get back to being that solid player? He was never going to be a three or four hole hitter. He was never going to be that guy, but you expected him. Maybe he could be in the top two in the lineup or he could be hitting seventh or eighth and he would be an everyday player. You never have to worry about him. He not, might not even be an all-star, but he's that guy that is just in the lineup. That's a stalwart. The people outside of the area might not love him, but everybody in DC loves the guy. Can he get back to that? I still have confidence that he can, because it's hard to believe that everybody in the industry, everybody in the industry was on this guy as a safe prospect it's hard to believe that that's not going to at least somewhat come back and then maybe the most intriguing guy out of all of them to me for spring training is trey lipscomb what does this guy look like we already know that he could play defense at the big league level no problem whatsoever and it's not just third base it's not just even shortstop or second base like this guy can play all over the infield he won a gold glove last year for it. He is fantastic defensively. Can the bat be good enough? This is a guy that played in the SEC, so he's mature beyond his years in terms of baseball. He's experienced all these things. He kind of shot up the ranks last year. Can his bat play well enough that the Nationals consider this guy, I don't think opening day roster, but they consider this guy at second base. We talked about Luis Garcia not being locked in at second base if something were to go wrong. If Trey Lipscomb plays really well, they could actually have a replacement that isn't Nassim Nunez, where there's obviously drawbacks. You know, they could have a guy that's young, that would fit the bill of exciting, and a guy coming up through the minor league system that they've been able to develop. If they can get Trey Lipskin to play well in spring training, outside of the top guys that you're all going to be excited for, that might be the guy I'm most excited to see if he can play well. Trey Lipscomb, a gold glover in the minor league system last year for the Harrisburg Senators. He's definitely an exciting player, and it's definitely an exciting prospect. I would think that if there's any one of the non-roster invitees as far as position players that has a chance to potentially crack the roster with a big with a big showing this offseason, or excuse me, this spring training, uh, I would like to put my money down on Trey Lipscomb, absolutely, actually. So I, I think that would be fun to be able to see Trey Lipscomb. Uh, as far as some of the other uh, infielders that are non-roster invitees, you got Darren Baker, um, of course, the son of... Dusty Baker, uh, Darren Baker could potentially fill a role as some sort of utility infielder. I know he's played some outfield down the minor leagues as well. He's been at the AAA level, so he's kind of knocking on the door in terms of at least finding a role on your bench at some point. You got Lewin Diaz, you have Brady House, Trey Lipscomb, and Juan Yepes are your infielders who are non-roster invitees, and then your outfielders are Dylan Cruz, Robert Hassel, James Wood, and Travis Blankenhorn. I think the one disappointment I have as far as non-roster invitees, we talked about my guy already, Yo-Yo Morales. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we we went and saw him <laughs> down in Fredericksburg last year. Um, and uh, Sorry, not Fredericksburg. Was it Fredericksburg? Yeah, yeah Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg. Yep. Yeah, we, we went and saw him uh, play for the Fred Nats last year. 
and I was immediately blown away. I, the guy is a monstrosity standing over there at third base. He, he showed off his arm. It was like he did it specifically for us because we were right there by the third baseline. <laughs> and to see him fire that cannon across the field, he was getting hits everywhere uh, in his time with the Fred Nats and in, in his time at uh, high A. Uh, it, it's just I, I was really hoping for a chance to be able to see Yo-Yo Morales. And Andrew Pinckney is another one that you mentioned earlier uh, who would have been kind of exciting. But those guys were both just recently drafted. So I kind of I, I kind of get it. I kind of understand why you're not necessarily going to push those guys uh, up to the non-roster invitee portion of spring training quite yet. Uh, but it would have been exciting, I think. Yeah, I, I wanted to see Yo-Yo. I, I really did. And he, he played well. So I'm intrigued to see what he can do this year. I mean, it's a guy that played in the ACC, so it's not the SEC, but it's still pretty, still pretty good. Played at Miami. We had him on the pod. Seems like a really nice guy. So I really like Yo-Yo. I was a little bit disappointed not to see his name there, but, I mean, you've got plenty of guys to get excited about that are there. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it's going to be fun because we're going to be able to get a chance to watch it on Masson various times throughout this year. And, again, you can also hear it many of the games on 106.7 The Fan and the Family of Odyssey Networks here in Washington, D.C., the one thing I did want to mention about the Masson thing before we get out, it seems like, at least according to uh, someone with the Orioles beat reporting staff, uh, mentioned that the Orioles are not sending their broadcasters down to spring training. So even though they're going to be broadcasting various amounts of games, which is exciting for the Orioles in their own right, they're not sending their, their broadcast team down, which, of course, has led to oh, wait, the Nationals aren't sending their broadcasters down either. So we'll tread lightly here. Well, I can tell you one thing, Darius. Charlie and Dave will be in West Palm Beach. Yes, yes. The radio broadcasters will be down there, as they have been outside of the COVID year. The TV broadcasters, not so much. And it's it's disappointing, um, especially as a broadcasting nerd and mark, as I happen to be. Uh, I'm one that really appreciates great commentating and 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 play by play, both audio and visual wise. This is this is kind of a heartbreaker. For one, you feel bad for the guys. You feel bad for for Bob and Franny because I would imagine it makes their their jobs a lot harder. As we learned through the COVID year, where those guys weren't actually pretty much no broadcast teams for the most part were going to road ballpark games or excuse me road games. And now you're putting them back in the situation. And and I, I, I will say this is the one downside that. I mean, there are many downsides to COVID, of course, and the pandemic, the pandemic shortened year. But yeah. one of the one of the big ones is that it made some of these networks, uh, these regional sports networks realize, hey, we don't have to spend money on travel because you can do it this way. We've proved that you can do it this way. Um, so it's disappointing that Masson is not sending their broadcast crews down there. Uh, you know, again, also for the Orioles, which I think is very devastating considering how good their outlook looks for the for the Orioles this year. I, I, that's extremely a big gut punch for them, but just as much of a gut punch over here for the Nationals as well. Yeah, it's not great, but I will say this: at least they have more games on television. And the one thing that will never be acceptable is not doing it in the regular season. Yeah. Those dudes should always be traveling. And I know some uh, teams, I think, have flirted with it in the past, even at past COVID. So as long as it never gets to that, I can live with them not going to spring training, but it better never get to that. 
You've been listening to episode 96 of Bustin' Loose Baseball. Again, I'm Dara Stammerin, producer of Bustin' Loose Baseball, filling in for Grant Paulson, who's out. Grant, we hope you feel better. We get get that voice rested up. We need your golden pipes on this podcast, <laughs> as well as on the radio, as well as on SiriusXM, and all the other jobs that you do, because you do so many jobs. Way too many. <laughs> Way too many jobs. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why your voice is always out. You talk all the time. Jeez, Grant, slow it down. Uh, but it's been fun filling in here alongside Toby Altizer. Toby, you got anything on the way out? Yeah, I'm just excited that baseball's back, right? I mean, obviously you think of the warm weather, but you're just hearing the pop of the glove, hearing the crack of the bat, it just gives you hope of spring and hope of summer and Hope for a new baseball season. So I just cannot wait. You get all the videos from down in West Palm Beach of the the guys all throwing and warming up and doing all the various things. Like baseball's here. It's crazy to think about, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, especially just as uh, football ended. Of course, you know we're football guys. We love football, but it's over now, and it it lays the land for now. We can just fully invest into baseball for the next several months it's going to be great it's awesome i i will say i've never been to spring training before but i've proposed to you and grant that we should do a spring training field trip i would love point so hopefully we'll keep you all updated here as listeners of busting loose baseball there is potential for us to do a uh an episode maybe down in spring training maybe get some player interviews or something yeah just, It'd be fantastic just, just throwing stuff out there i think it'd be a great idea for us to get down there and and uh and catch the vibes down in spring training at the 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 newly named is it cacti or cacti cacti and look i got to bring it up on the pod <laughs> because i'm i felt like it was a good joke and i didn't get enough run this, on twitter this, this is a layup for you <laughs> i mean they share the place with the astros travis scott buys the naming rights just thank God they didn't call it Astro Worlds. That would have been awful if they would have <laughs> did that. You, you you would just have you would have to imagine that the learners or Rizzo or whoever is in charge of that facility uh, had would have had to have said something, right? They there's no Absolutely. way they would have allowed Astro World to be the name of the ballpark. Or they that could have called it like Natland and Astro World or something like that. It would have been fun, <laughs> but I mean, I'll live with what it's named. But Travis Scott is associated with. Our baseball team. How cool is that? Hey, I, I'll take it. We'll take a celebrity. I think he's name. throwing out the the first pitch for the first game there in spring training. Ooh, that's cool. Now is the first game an Astros game or is it a Nats game or is it both? Because I know I'm they play sure. each other several times this year too. I'm not sure. Hmm. We'll have to we'll have to look into that and and confirm. But uh, but yeah, hopefully a Bustin' Loose Baseball podcast field trip to spring training is in the works. We'll uh, keep you all updated on that in the meantime it's been fun hosting alongside you toby i appreciate you having me in place of grant paulson grant again we hope you rest the voice up get better stop working so many jobs so your voice can heal up we thank you for listening to bust and lose baseball episode 96 pitchers and catchers report on the 14th position players report on the 20th we're going to bring you another episode of bust and lose baseball next week ahead of position players reporting for spring training we're getting ready for national baseball folks take it easy guys Thanks for listening. This has been Bustin' Loose Baseball.